Hello and welcome to Winning in Work, the podcast taking you from rat race to happy place. Winning in Work is all about showcasing inspirational career journeys and proving that you really can love the work you do and do the work you love. Follow me, Nikki Thomas, international career coach and podcast host, as we meet the amazing people who have created lives they love. Our show guests are no different to anyone else in this world, but they do have a dream and they know they can make their dreams a reality. If you want a career and life you love, subscribe and follow this podcast and join us as we prove it is possible to win in work. Hi, welcome to Winning in Work. Um, so this is one of our, or well, one of my very um, few episodes where I don't have a guest today. Um, but this is a really, really good chance for us to have an idea of really what um, winning in work is all about. And also just to, I think, decompress over the past year. We're coming over to, we're coming up to one year of COVID or we are in one year of COVID. Um, and so I really wanted to talk about this mainly because when I was talking to Sarah and Ben at Dancing Sands, they asked me my COVID story. Um, and for a lot of you that don't already know about winning in work, um, Winning in Work was started in 2019 in New, um, in the UK. And, uh, myself, um, I'm now Nikki Pack. I got married last week. Um, I, I put together Winning in Work because I, after years of working in corporate, I had got to a point where I, I felt like corporate worked in two ways. There was corporate to the outside world, which was all about diversity, all about inclusion, all about doing the right thing. And then there was behind closed doors, which was pretty much um, none of those things. It was all about it being a tick box exercise. And I didn't really feel the authenticity of the businesses that I worked with and felt that they were really doing their best for employees. I worked in the marketing business development um, areas and in those areas I worked quite heavily on uh, communications about how the company cares or companies care for its people. It was across a multitude of companies um, that I worked across um, and how they always focused on their people. However, their people from what I saw firsthand, were not treated in the way that I would expect the company to have treated them and what they said to the outside world versus how they delivered internally um, were two completely different things. So winning in work was created on that notion, on that notion that people should have a voice, um, that they should not feel that they should you know, just be an employee um, and just be told what to do all the time. It was about employees effectively having a voice, effectively empowering themselves to to be created as, you know, as one, to be created as people that count. Um, and that's, and the more, more that I do this with Winning in Work and the more people that I work with, the more I realise that there are a lot of people in this world who are afraid to speak up, who are afraid to lose their jobs, but live in fear. And a lot of the time, the fear is unfounded. Um, it hasn't been anything. It may have been something that's happened to them in, an, in a past job, which then affects what they do now. It could be um, that they've seen this happen to somebody else. They've been too scared to be, speak up themselves. And COVID, I think, has really been a catalyst for all of this because people have realized that 
um, and through walk- working with so many people, you see that people are too scared to to really speak up because to have a job is better than to have no job. They have to put food on the table and such like. Um, I work with people every day um, in uh, by doing one-to-one coaching, which can be working with senior leaders, which I do for quite a few companies here in New Zealand. Um, but also I work with quite a lot of people that have been made redundant in the UK. Um, so I'm working across quite a few time zones at the moment. And it's very interesting when I, over the course of this year, people have um, really sort of lost themselves a bit. Some people actually know that's a lie. They have gone one or two ways. People have either found themselves, became extremely vocal about what they want for their future and have decided that COVID has been their catalyst to storm forward in what they want for their career. And, um, well, I say career, career and life and family and such like. Um, and then on the exact opposite end of it, people have actually put their hands up and said, COVID has been a catalyst for me to realize I need to stay where I am and not rock the boat. I need to be grateful for the job that I have. It's all mindset. It's all about what you decide you want for your career. It, no one, no one is correct in this. And people that tell you that you should, um, always go for, uh, go into self-employment. Um, I love people. I've come across them so many times that go, if you want to be free, you should leave your job. Um, no, no, absolutely not. Um, please don't do that. Um, what you need to do is figure out who you are, what you want and then work towards it. And that's why um, for some people that can be setting up their own businesses. For some people, that is the worst idea because again, I go back to mindset. Mindset is so important. One of the big things that I struggled with when I moved from employment into running my own business, um, and I still struggle with it now actually, is is changing my mindset from uh, being an employee to running my own business. and from getting a paycheck every month, regardless of how hard I work versus um, actually getting paid um, for the hours that I say for the hours, but for the work that I do, um, two completely different things. Um, some, it's definitely being an employee with all the benefits, you are locked in and you work for somebody. Um, I still work for somebody running my own business. I still work for countless companies, um, but it's just seen as, as different and you need to figure out what is correct for you. Um, the reason for doing this podcast in the first place and why I started it a year ago was to get people to understand that jobs come in many different shapes and sizes and people progress in their careers in loads of different ways. It can be a form of luck. It can be through working hard. It can be through so many ways. But the one thing that you'll always see from all of my podcasts has been that people have decided what they wanted from from their career and then they've worked towards it. Some people just aimlessly get into a job, stay there, and then at some point wish that they had something different. But don't really do the research or look into how they can have something different. Um, some people stay in the job that they want, that they're, they're in because they've always enjoyed it. Um, and they fell into it by accident and they're quite content. Um, 
that again, there is nothing wrong with that. Um, it is completely down to who you are and what you want. And that's one of the big things that we do here in Winning and Work is that we get employees, um, primarily to think about what it is that they want from their career and to actively put together their own work plan. That is the most important thing. It's about putting together your own work plan and what you want to achieve. And there was, since COVID, I feel that a lot of companies, and if you've seen our YouTube channel and um, what we do on the podcast, you'll see that there's been a lot of um, employee, employers that have got it right and a lot of employees that have got it wrong since the beginning of COVID. And a lot of the time, they get it wrong because they don't really know what they're doing. And nobody knew what they were doing at the beginning of COVID. We can, we can look in hindsight about what certain companies did and maybe some of their actions were not correct. Maybe we're now going through looking at the amount of companies that took money from the government during this time when really they shouldn't have. And they, there are some that have paid it back, some that haven't. There's a, definitely a moral ground there. But a lot of it is really into a lot of them didn't really know what to do. And their actions aren't what they did immediately at COVID. Their actions, uh, when they heard about COVID, their actions are what they did subsequently since then. And you've got to look at the bigger picture here. And it's not the ones that get it wrong as such. It's the ones that aim to get it right. The ones that do the research and get it right, they may be slow to act, but they get it right in the end. They may have made a rash decision, but they get it right in the end. And that's what we've got to look at for the companies. We've got to look at them and look at where we are and how much leadership, because we look to our companies to give us leadership. We look to our managers to give us leadership, but how much leadership did we take on personally? And even if you're not a manager, you could be, um, you could be in your first couple of years of business and not, and not have any team to manage. But what did you do on those days of COVID? How did you cope? How did you get into working from home? How did you, how did you continue through lockdown? You know, how, ask yourself, where were, where were you a year ago? How did you feel? How were you leading yourself through this situation? We all, um, and if you go onto LinkedIn, it was quite an interesting time because there were a lot of people that were damning their companies were saying their co- that their companies haven't done this for me or haven't done that for me. Um, as months have gone on, I've actually spoken to people that have been angry that their companies didn't give them a work from home budget so that they could um, get a desk or a chair that worked for them. Um, I agree. I think that some companies should have done that. Um, but what did you do? And ask yourself, what did I do during that time? Did you still go out and buy a chair? Did you, you know, or did you just muster through thinking, well, if I get bad back, it's my company's fault, which I've heard a lot of people argue. Um, the reality is it is your fault. Um, you've got to take ownership for yourself as much as your company should. Your company should take ownership for your well-being, of course, but do not cut your nose off to spite your face by then sitting in a bad chair for a certain for months on end because you felt that your company should have done this and now you're the person that's in pain because 
at the end of the day, you could go on to a new company. That company can hire somebody new. You know, you need to look out for number one and look out for yourself. And there was a really interesting, I've read so many studies um, since this time, but there's been a really, there was a really interesting quote, especially during the Black Lives Matter protests uh, that came up from Martin Luther King Jr. that said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I found that that made, that is pretty much my quote for the year, um, for the whole of COVID. It's about, all the protests that we've had. It's about people standing up for themselves. And just because you aren't in a leadership role at work does not mean that you're not a leader. You are your own leader. And you've got to look at where you were when all of this happened. You know, there are so many amazing parents out there that are homeschooling with one hand and, you know, and typing an email with the other, there are, you know, it really was a chance for us to really look at ourselves. And I'm not saying you needed to be baking banana bread and, you know, and buying up the toilet paper, but I'm saying that at this particular point and with leadership being such an important thing, I think so many, there were a lot of us that took our own, um, took it on to ourselves to become our own leaders and lead ourselves and our families and our households through this. Um, there were obviously the good leaders that managed to lead their companies through this. Um, but there was also, there were, but there were so many different ways of looking at leadership. And so just ask yourself, where were you at this time? And regardless of where you were, where are you now? And where can you be tomorrow? Because however you feel about this podcast and what I've said during this time, it's actually about where you'll be tomorrow, what you'll wake up and do tomorrow. If you're in a job that you're unhappy in and you feel like the outside world has dealt you a bad hand, tomorrow's your day to look into ways of fixing it because only you can do that. If you're in a job where you feel that you lead a team and your team feel disjointed and want more. Tomorrow's your time to, today's your time, but tomorrow's your time, regardless of what time you're listening to this podcast, um, is the day that you wake up and go, right, this is the day that I pull my team together and we, we start again. Put it as a huge reset. I've done this so many times over the past year, the career reset. Um, but give yourself, press the reset button and start again. Because we're one year on, but we can change how we've led ourselves and how we lead our teams right now. We can change it tomorrow morning. We can change it, you know, if we get it wrong in a week's time, we can start again and and try again. And there's certain things that I found really important for talking to my teams, um, and talking to my companies and my coaching stu- uh, coaching clients. And one of the things that, you know, we've, we're in a situation that we've never been in before. We have never, ever been in this situation before. So really what we need to do is look at what people are doing around us. Look at what's working. Look at ways to collaborate whether that's collaborating with team members or looking at collaborating with companies like my own, like Winning in Work or um, or consultancy firms. You know, this is the perfect time to start looking at ways of creating a better workplace. 
And one thing I've been talking to with a lot of companies and with their employees is you need to align with your purpose at this particular point. And I mean the company purpose. What's your company mission statement? What's your company purpose? What are you here for? Because once you know what that is and look at how you can realign to that, it's not just voice, uh, FaceTime. It's not just ticking a box. It's not just what I experienced for so many years while I was working in my nine to five. It's actually looking at those values, looking at that vision, looking at the purpose, at your purpose and working towards it. The reason why so many people have left their jobs recently, and that's not just through job cuts, I'm saying people have actively walked out from their companies, has been because they do no longer align with that purpose. They've changed too much this year, or in the last 12 months. So it's looking at what the company stands for, how that aligns with you as a person singularly and how that aligns and how the company's purpose actually aligns with who your company is and who they are and what you want to be known as in the market. And from there, you start working backwards and you start saying to your team, this is the purpose of the company and this is where you fit. Or you say to your employees, where do you see yourself? in our, in our vision and our purpose. And that moves on to the next one where I say about visualizing and influence. As a leader, you need to visualize what you see for the future. And once you know what it is, you need to start telling people what that vision is. And you need to influence people around you to follow in that vision. That is a, that is what a strong leader does. You visualize and you get everybody on board. You get the buy-in from everybody around you. The reason why I feel New Zealand did so well uh, during COVID and coming from the UK, I was watching the, I was watching TVNZ, BBC and CNN every single day, absolutely every single day during lockdown last year. And one of the big things I found was that and this isn't me being biased because I'm not too keen on UK politics, but I found that with Jacinda here in New Zealand, she gave us one message and repeatedly told us that message. She had one vision of us getting out of here. She gave us one message, stay home, be kind, wash your hands. <laughs> you know, but pretty much it was, that was it. That was all we had to do. She didn't go, she wasn't going, oh, now we're going to open up this particular area. Now we're going to close this area. Now we're going to let you do this. Now we're going to let you do that. Um, which I saw a lot from the UK and the countless messages was what I think confused the British people. Um, with Jacinda, she gave us one message and we followed it. Yes, we are only a country of 5 million, um, versus what is it? 60 or something in the UK. Um, 60 million or something ridiculous. Um, it's so I completely understand that. But my argument is that we were told one thing. She had one vision. She got us in and we bought into that vision. And we knew as a country, if we could all do our bit, we'd come out the other side. And we have touch wood here. Um, 
One of the other things I found with good leadership over the course of the year and what I feel works really well is to act from the heart. The leaders that I saw that do really, that did really, really well this year and still are doing well are the ones that put their hands up at the very beginning and said, we have never experienced anything like this before. I will do what I can to make sure that you are okay to their employees. You know, even one company that I worked with was, is a really, really large travel company that we've, I think probably we've all used. Um, and they had to make a lot of their staff redundant and they did it in stages. And I work with them now, um, with those, um, employees that have been made redundant into finding new jobs. Every single one of their employees has left on good terms, are proud of where they came, of the job that they came from. And they did it because their company acted with heart, their leaders cared about them. And I think that makes such a huge difference. So I think if as a leader or even even as an employee, one of the biggest things and one of the big things from New Zealand for New Zealand was be kind. And I've watched so many companies and the ones that made their teams redundant in a harsh way, all over the place, didn't communicate, didn't act from the heart were the ones that faltered here, were the ones that have left people with a lot of bad taste in their mouths. The people who, the companies that have acted from their heart and said, my hands are tied. I don't know what to do. This is completely new for us. We will give you as much support as we can through this, but we are navigating a global pandemic that we've never seen before. Their employees have left sad, but... But they, they've left on good terms. And I think a lot of the time, just by acting through the heart, uh, from the heart, being human makes the world a difference. Another thing I found was be decisive. Be decisive. One of the big things, and you know, I won't go into too much about my, de- my, my story, but um, my, my husband and I decided to get on a plane with 48 hours notice to move to New Zealand during the pandemic. We left our flat. We left our work. Well, I left mine. Um, He was able to take his across and we had no idea what we were getting on a plane to. We got stuck in Dubai at one point where the system went down and they had to phone immigration to make sure that I was definitely allowed on the plane because I had a British passport. and it was crazy. I was so fortunate that we went to New Zealand uh, Christmas 2019. So I already had a visitor visa um, in place that was still running so I could get into the country. Um, but it was, it was terrifying. And my husband and I have never argued so much in our lives as we did during that time. And that was purely because I just didn't, I, I knew we had to make a decision, but I struggled. Um, although deep, deep down, I knew the decision was the right decision. And I still stand by that. 
I lost a lot in order to get on that plane and go. The decisions to be decisive are, you know, they're hard. No one ever said they'll ever be easy. But the difference is that when you make a decision and you stand by it, is that deep, 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 deep down, you have to be sure your gut has to tell you that you're making the right decision. And mine did. I wouldn't have done it if I didn't feel a hundred, I didn't feel a hundred percent, but I wouldn't have done it if I didn't feel 70% sure that this was the right decision to make. And a lot for companies, when you make a decision, stand by it. How many times have you been in a situation? I was in one last week where I was told one thing and then they did a complete 180 and changed their minds halfway through. And it doesn't matter whether you are in a job interview, in a job, working for a company, um, buying something from a shop or, or being a doctor's surgery, for instance, if somebody says something to you and then they change their mind after a couple of minutes or halfway through and they're indecisive, you panic. So when it comes to leadership and it comes to knowing what to do. Sometimes you won't always know the correct answer, but be decisive, make a decision. You can change your mind after you've gone through with it. If it's, if you can see the results are not working, but then you say, we made the decision on A, B and C reasons. We've got it wrong. We're taking a step back and we're making this decision now. That is going to put you in better stead than making a decision and going, oh, actually, we've changed our mind. If you're going to make a decision, stick by it, ride it through, and then give reasons as to why it didn't work. One of the big things I heard from a sandwich shop um, in the UK called Presse Manger, I call them a sandwich shop. Um, they're actually a little bit more than that, but... Um, they're quite big in the UK and actually I think they've branched out around the world. I think um, I remember seeing them in, in Asia quite a lot. Um, one of the big things that they said at the very beginning of COVID, um, their CEO said, we need to adapt to survive. And that's something that I have held to. And I've said to so many people, when people have said to me, and when I say I worked for a travel, um, I was doing coaching for a travel company um, this year with their redundancies, I've had to say to them, you need to adapt to survive because so many people had said to me, but I want to stay in the same industry. I said, you can, but there, you've got to be realistic. There are no jobs in that area. Um, so what can you do in the meantime? What can you adapt your skills for? Where can we look at transferable skills? It's not saying that it's forever. It's not saying it's not saying that their jobs don't count anymore. Of course they do. And their experience is invaluable because we will travel again. But right now, it's not as easy to get a job in that way. And if, and then you've got to ask yourself what, or in that industry, and then you have to ask yourself, what do I need the most? Where do my priorities lie? If it's to survive, if it's to make money, if it's to keep you afloat for a couple of months, then before the world opens up or a year before the world opens up, then that's what needs to be done. If it's to go away and study for a year, then that's what needs to be done. Same for companies. 
For companies, you need to adapt to survive. Working from home, adapting, making sure that all your employees can work from home and can work from home easily. These things matter. A quick check-in to make sure that all of your employees are okay and working from home. Do they need any extra equipment? Do they need to have every morning a morning coffee that you can have on Microsoft Teams or Zoom or any of those things? What can you do to help your teams survive? What do you need to adapt in your current way of working to help your company survive? One of the things that I saw from the Harvard Business Review recently um, has been about COVID and about what we have to expect from COVID, uh, from the fallout of COVID over the next few years. And one of the big things from people is PTSD, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Because people have just been moving forward, trying to keep their head above water, trying to keep their children in school, in schooling, and at the same time, trying to navigate a whole new world. I feel extremely disjointed about the fact that, you know, all of my life is in the UK, yet I've managed to get on a plane, come over to the other side of the world, and I'm building a new life. Um, but I'm still, I'm still torn to my home, you know, and my home will be the UK. Now I just have two homes. <laughs> but one of the big things in this is that a good exercise that they, that they gave us was to acknowledge acknowledge where you are at. You should acknowledge what your greatest loss has been throughout COVID, but also acknowledge what your greatest gain is or has been. It's also looking at what your greatest learning has been about yourself, about your business, about about your family, about your life. For a lot of people, people found that COVID gave them a chance to reevaluate, to look at what is going on in their lives and what they wanted to change. Nobody had, you know, there were no excuses anymore. Unless you made the excuse that now you need to hold on to your job when you've already been talking about wanting to leave for years. People used COVID as a char- as a catalyst, exactly as I said, to either move forward or to s- or to realise that they're grateful for what they've got. Both of those are the right answer. It's all about who you are as a person and what you want. But one of the big things that we need to learn to do is to look at ourselves. We over the years, over the decades, over the generations, have become a society that puts ourselves first. We care about self-care. We look into ways of, you know, of making things fair and equal. And that's to say, not to say that the past people, uh, companies in the past didn't, but we're now actively trying to do it we're trying to make things fair 
or at least we say that we do, a lot of companies need to now step up and actually do that. And we're moving in the right direction. It's slow, but we're moving in the right direction. Mental health days are now a thing, not for all companies, but for a lot. You can campaign and you can go in one, two ways. You can campaign in your company for these things if you don't have them. Or you can move companies to a company that already offers them. It's completely up to you. I work with companies that don't have any of these things in place and I struggle with it, but I try and get them to come around to my way of thinking. I also work with companies that are very forward thinking and innovative in this area and push to give more to their employees. If your company isn't giving you what you want, another company will. I'm not saying to leave. I'm saying to look at your priorities and look at what you really want from your business and from your company. The whole idea of COVID is to look forward and not to look back. Whatever decision you make for your career or for your life, which let's face it, how much you may want to say that your career is one thing and your life is another, it's not. It's all the same. It's about looking forward looking at to what's going to happen in 2021, what's going to happen in 2022. Any decisions that you make now will impact what you decide to do in the future. So if you want to do that study, take the time to do the study. If you want to, you know, want, if you want to get that promotion, now's the time to get that promotion. You need to take, you need to empower yourself to make these decisions. You need to be the leader of your own career. We work with people about leadership. We, we work with employees that just move into new forms of leadership and are moving up the ranks in their careers. However, we also work a lot with people that want to become leaders. And that's not saying become leaders of everyone else in their company. That is also to become leaders within yourselves to empower yourself, to lead yourself through your career. One year on, we're no, we're no closer to knowing when the world's going to open up. We aren't any closer to knowing what this means for working from home or not working from home or what this means for the future of work. But what we do know is that we are in control of our own career and our own future. So, What we want can only be driven by what we ask for. As you would have seen from our past um, podcasts, you know, talking to Dancing Sands, Sands, they stepped away from the corporate world to start their own business. When I spoke to Rebecca um, a couple of weeks ago, it was completely different because we're talking about what kind of questions you have to have with your employer to talk about pregnancy, maternity and returning to work. I say maternity, parental leave, um, because we spoke about males, men and women. Um, With all of this that's going on, there is a thin link to all of these things. And that is that you empower yourselves to have the career that you want. 
if you don't if you do not choose your career if you do not empower yourself to take hold of your career then someone else will do it for you moving winning in work from the UK to New Zealand was one of the hardest decisions i ever had to make however i still service the UK and i now work with New Zealand all it did was extend my global footprint but i had no idea what decision i was going to make when i picked up the company and moved it i now work a mixture of different time zones but i love it so sometimes you don't always know the answers you don't always know exactly what next steps to take but usually it all comes together if you've got a good idea if you're willing to if you're willing to take the risk if you're willing to make the jump if you're willing to believe in yourself you can make those changes happen with what we're doing with winning in work at the moment is that we are setting up a 10 day leadership challenge um so head over to www.winninginwork.com and that will give you um access to the 10 day leadership challenge which will be kicking off in april from there you will have the opportunity for you to figure out for yourself what you want for your career um what how you can lead yourself in your career whether you want to become a leader whether you already are a leader this will get you to become a greater leader thanks for listening for to today's episode and you can find us on all our usual social media channels at winning in work thank you for tuning in to winning in work if you like what you hear then please subscribe or give us a follow and don't forget to leave us a review you can also follow us on twitter linkedin and instagram under the handle winning in work